Hello, this is Angelique, and you're listening to We're Booked Up, a segment of the Gaston Speaks podcast wherein Kendall, Andrew, and I discuss books. This month's book is Good Omens by Terry Pratchett and Neil Gaiman. There will be spoilers for the book, and probably the show as well, so be aware of that and come back later if you don't want to hear them. But first, what have we been reading or watching? Um, I read this, sort of, and uh, <laughs> I got through most of it. Um, it's been, so So for those of you who, hopefully you all who listen came to our annual Friends of the Library book sale, um, which for us was last week's. So by the time this is done, it'll be now a couple of weeks. Um, but I, it was wonderful. Record-breaking year. We had the most amazing group of uh, volunteers in the world, but I was here most of the time. So I got very little watched and read. Oh, I did start. There's a new series on CNN Discovery Plus called um, you know how they did that Stanley Tucci searching for Italy? Mm-hmm. They now have an Eva Longoria searching for Mexico. So Ooh. she travels around Mexico for the food. It is fantastic. It's just, if you loved, I loved the Stanley Tucci series. Um, if you loved that, you will love this. But it's because um, Eva Longoria, her family um, is from South Texas, but they can trace it back to when it was a part of Mexico. Mm-hmm. So they were Mexicano, then Tejano, and then Americano. So, um, so it's really cool to watch her go and visit like some of her roots and all these really cool um, places to eat in Mexico, like you know, super big travel areas. So, so I did. I started watching that, and then I, I read Good Omens, sort of. Good job. I mean, you know, you talk about the Stanley Tucci uh, searching search- for Italy. That's what I, it's called. Yes, yeah, I learned the uh, the 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 tomatoes that everyone loves. Uh, San Marzano. San- yes. Yeah. Apparently, they're grown in like two square feet. Oh, yeah, and a lot yeah. of them are fake. Yes. Yeah. A lot of your it's like Mar- yeah. an industry. They plop it on there because there's no actual like brand. I really want to be in the board meeting of the fake San Marzano tomato <laughs> company. I just think it's. We plop it on there. People are going to think it's great. And it's really just like Hunts with a different label, you know? <laughs> like it's just, it's just regular canned tomatoes, which is perfectly fine. There's no. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So that I did start watching that because I needed a distraction. And I love anything food. And I love Eva Longoria. Um, and she has a new movie coming out. She's directing, actually, about the guy who helped uh, develop the hot, a flaming hot Cheeto. He's a, he was a Latinx gentleman. I can't remember. Anyway, it's called Flaming Hot and it's South by Southwest. And anyway, so I'm excited. And so I was like, I'm going to watch this. That sounds quirky. I think it's more like a biopic. Like it's less like funny. It's than less it pain and gain, more. Right, right. I don't know. We'll find out. I haven't seen it. We'll find out. So, um, what about you? Yeah, what did you read? I read this book. Um, I'm reading a book called Potential Energy by Kim Fielding. It's a sci fi book. It's slow going for some reason, though. It's a pretty short. It has a lot book. of potential, though. Hopefully. There's the potential of energy yeah. later on. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then I started. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> I started uh, the third season of The Mandalorian. Hey, yeah. I'm watching that too. I don't understand. I don't. I don't know what's going on anymore. But you have to go I'm back and watch fun. the recaps. Yeah. yeah. I honestly think I need to go back and watch the first season. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, considering what's going on this season, yeah. that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So. My problem, I mean, I love Star Wars. I grew up with it. I have like a Star Wars Death Star in my house, a Lego Death Star in my mm-hmm. house. But I'm like, it's there's so many of them now. Yeah. I can't keep up with yeah, them. Yeah, I'm not going to watch like Boba Fett or. No, nah. and Andor. you have to watch some of them now because they all start to connect. Like Boba Fett they connects. Because basically it was like point like 2.5 season of My brother watches all of them and I just ask him. Before we start, I started this, he's like, what happened in Boba Fett? What do I need to know? And he just told me. I'm like, all right, okay, I'll watch it now. Oh, I watch all of them, but don't ask me. I can't remember anything. <laughs> I am excited about Ahsoka because I loved her in The Clone Wars, that character. Mm-hmm. And I love Rosario Dawson. She's just one of my favorite actresses. So I feel like I'm going to enjoy that one. But I probably have to watch all the rest of them to understand what's going on. 
I feel like I needed to have watched, I think it's the Clone Wars, to really appreciate what's going on in The Mandalorian this yeah, season. Yeah, that's one that, you know, they, they had it on Cartoon Network. It was completely separate from the Disney machine. And mm-hmm. then they stopped it, and then they finished it, like, on Disney+. Plus. They had, like, episodes they finally finished it. But it was really, and I'm not normally, like, an anime. I mean, I love, like, you know, like, Family Guy and Bob's Burgers and some of the stupid ones. Mm-hmm. But, like, it was very, very good. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of stuff in The Clone Wars that I'm like, okay, if you're going to do all this live-action stuff, there's some really neat... Like storylines in there that would actually, I just like covered my mouth. There's some really neat storylines in there. <laughs> there we go, we fixed it. Um, this is not as bad as the Oscar podcast where it was like six o'clock in the morning and I was like, I don't know, something's gonna win because we were just exhausted and she had to edit out like half of it. So hmm. anyway, it was very quick. It was like 20 minutes. Yeah. I and liked I'm getting it. good at it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it's been really popular, by the way. Really? Congratulations. Yeah. Got over 150 listens for that last it's crazy. Ooh. It actually did pretty well, like Ooh, with the predictions. God. Like even the ones where I'm like, I, I really want this person to win, but this person's probably going to win. Like the other person won. It wasn't. There was only a few that were like, I totally missed. And didn't follow your other person. This person, what? Like so. Like did you? The, so the person you wanted to win like, won, or the like, person I you thought predicted? Austin Butler was going to win, but I was like, I really hope Brendan Fraser wins. He really could, but I think it's going to be Austin Butler. But then Brendan. So it's like most of the time, even if my prediction wasn't right, it was the other one that I was predicting. So that made mm-hmm. me happy that I was like, I knew I was in the ballpark. That is how cool. I'm going to predict everything. It doubles your chances. Exactly. <laughs> so you can say, see, I told you. I told you it, was, it could happen, you know. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and um, reading. So I'm just watching The Mandalorian and watching TikTok and reading. <laughs> I know. Actually, I haven't been watching TikTok. Have you noticed I haven't been sending you any? I got like five messages today. So That's because I finished the book. <laughs> <laughs> and I could do other things in my life. Catching up. Gotta catch up. <laughs> Seriously. That's funny. Uh, anyway, um, but uh, I finally got crying in H-Mart so I can finish that because I'm oh, a quarter good. way through. The one that you had, I've been waiting was... months oh, for that to come that. back. Um, and then I also got another audiobook that I'm interested in. It's nonfiction. We don't talk about nonfiction a lot on here, but you it's should. by it's called Cultish. It's by Amanda Montag, and it's about how that. language affects culty behavior in how like I don't know language can be used. I don't know how to explain to it. influence to influence. Yeah, yeah like the the it's idea a that of to create like an us versus ideology. them kind of thing. Maybe yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, to do whatever it is, yeah. there's a lot of influence. I think, and um, there's. I, the I, the idea that sticks and stones can break my bones, but words can never hurt me. Well, words actually can do a lot of damage, and it is I mean, just it's it. it likes to stick, like just likes like scratch, like you'll be fine. Anyway, just about to scratch. Just <laughs> about to scratch. Okay. <laughs> All right. I, that is the one and only like uh, reference to anything Monty Python you'll get out of me. Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I I, I got just about that a one. flesh wound. Is that <laughs> what it was? Yeah, That's yeah. what it was. Yeah, I, I've seen it. Like a lot of the Monty Python stuff, but I'm not like it's not. I'm not like well versed in it, although it kind of reminded me of this. So yeah, this, this, this felt very Monty Pythonish. Yeah, like a more modern. Okay, yeah. okay. Are we ready to talk about the book? Yeah, sorry. For what? I don't know. Sometimes I feel like when we go on too long, I'm gonna get like admonished. No, like with a look. Not actually in words. You would never. Well, no, I mean, you would. Come back, she's like, it took me all day to edit because y'all would shut up. That's what it is. <laughs> You're uh, breathing so much. Uh, yeah, Sorry, we I'll stop breathing. <laughs> That's mostly at Andrew. 
Aw. <laughs> yeah. No apologies needed. All right. So we'll start with the synopsis of the book as usual. And we have different books. This is actually Andrew's book. So I had that book and then I set it down somewhere in the library and I couldn't find it. And so I found I was like, I, I have to read this book. So I bought a copy on Amazon. Well, someone had found it, checked it in, and it had a hole. <laughs> so funny. I spent like I tore up my office and I tore up my house trying to find that book and it was already in someone else's house. So <laughs> Can I tell you because there's so many different versions of the book, it kind of frustrates me because I like to mark on Goodreads how far I am in the book. Mm -hmm. And so cool thing, I found this book on Hoopla a little late, but um, so I was listening to the audiobook version and I was reading it on my phone on Hoopla and I was reading it in real time. But then I have the white copy with um, Crowley on the front and the on my Goodreads, it's the black copy with Aziraphale. And so the pages don't line up. And no, so I would, yeah. I'd be like, I'm on 283. Ha, I'm feeling good. And it'd be like 14%. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh, so much. So All right. So we'll start with the, the synopsis. And it is different. I looked at, I glanced at the back of yours and I think it starts differently at least. Is it different? Or is it like that time where there was no difference? No, it starts okay. differently. I, I oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I'll okay. read it and I won't laugh this time. You okay. go first. All right. According to the nice and accurate prophecies of Agnes Nutter, which, the world's only completely accurate book of prophecies written in 1655 before she exploded, the world will end on a Saturday. Next Saturday, in fact, just before dinner. So the armies of good and evil are amassing. Atlantis is rising. Frogs are falling. Tempers are flaring. Everything appears to be going according to divine plan, except a somewhat fussy angel and a fast-living demon, both of whom have lived amongst Earth's mortals since the beginning and have grown rather fond of the lifestyle lifestyle, are not actually looking forward to the coming rapture, and someone seems to have misplaced the Antichrist. <laughs> Whoops-a-doodle. <laughs> All right. What is full bore? It says full bore. What is full bore? F-U-L-L hyphen B-O-R-E. Full bore. I don't know. I'm messing up the first word. I shouldn't do this anymore. I should give it to Andrew. I know, but it was fun. Full bore contemporary lunacy. Which is, I think, I think it's kind of like full throttle kind of thing. Maybe it's a British thing. What's the San Diego Tribune? It is San Diego Union Tribune. What? I'm too illiterate for this job. Okay. The world will end on Saturday. Next Saturday. Just before dinner, according to the nice and accurate prophecies of Agnes Nutter, which the world's only completely accurate book of prophecies written in 1655. The armies of good and evil are amassing, and everything appears to be going according to divine plan, except that a somewhat fussy angel and a fast-living demon are not actually looking forward to the coming rapture. And someone seems to have misplaced the Antichrist. Put the New York Times best-selling authors Neil Ga- Gaiman or Gaiman? Gaiman. Gaiman on and Terry Pratchett together, and all hell breaks loose. Yours so it's is- slightly different. They just kind of reorganize the sentences a little bit. It's like Andrew wrote yours and then you wrote mine. <laughs> hey. Because it's longer. No, I know. And you're hers going is with that. more brief. They're both this is accurate. How we, this is yeah. how we got through grad school. <laughs> I'd write a 40 page thing and Angela could edit it down to what it actually needed to be. So. I feel like this one is nice and that one is accurate. Yeah. Because this one is exact. So I'm not nice. Rude. <laughs> <laughs> but you're accurate. Okay, well, I'd rather be nice. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. All right. That's a good, good summary, basically, because there's there's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. So it's like, how do you summarize it? That That's a nice way of summarizing it without diving too much into what happens. So, Yeah. 
without giving too much away. Oh, uh, yeah. There's still so much. There is a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Ratings. Ratings. Who right? Wants to go first? Yeah. Who wants to go first? Anjali, go first. You never go first. Um, I give it like four and a half stars because I just like it so much. Andrew. Three. Yeah, I gave it, okay, so when I was reading it, I was kind of grumpy in parts, so 4.25. But in hindsight, I would probably do four and a half. I really, the more, I, I like this book a lot. I liked a lot of parts of it. Mm-hmm. I was telling her, we'll, we'll get into this, but I, I feel like I need to watch the series. Because I feel like I like it in that form oh, a you, lot yeah. better than I liked it in book form. Part of it was because I, there was so much going on these last couple of weeks, getting ready for the book sale, and so and even though I've had we've had this for like two months, and I, you know how that is. <laughs> um, but it it was it there were parts of it where I'm like I have no idea what's going on, and I, and I think it was just me. But I, so I, I think I'm going to try the series. I feel like because I like the two actors, the two leads, particularly Michael Sheen is one of my favorites. I was telling her that, telling some of the stuff I liked him in. Um, so I didn't dislike it at all. It just was a really tough read for me. It just, I just, it took way too long. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, again, it could have been me or it could have been this is just not like my style of book. But it's very clever. That That's not a slight against the quality of the writing. Um, I will say I tried Discworld, the first Discworld, because someone said, oh, you'll love Terry Pratchett. And I had the same thing where I'm like, I don't dislike it, but it's not my thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. so for me... The reasons that I loved the book are kind of the reasons why I got frustrated and annoyed with the book. And so I'm going the, – the Kindle thing I do where I start one sentence one way and I end the sentence another way. And then, like, I'll say one thing and then you say the opposite thing and then I agree with you. This is going to happen a lot <laughs> on this episode because, like – I loved the details because it all the, the little teeny weeny details and descriptions set up funny jokes later and the little bits and I loved that and I love different stories watching them come together but at the same time not knowing which little story is important right. or I'm like okay skip to the part that I can care about I don't need to know about Lisa Morrow and her blood you know telemarketing thing right. and like her goals and their like checklists and tallies. Like it's like those details are funny, but then I'm also like, but I, I, I need to finish. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a very long book. And I think that sometimes it's like, okay, that was a hundred pages ago. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know the significance of it. So I was like, okay, that was a nice little that happened. And now I'm like, okay, now what I, and I had to like go back and like try to find it to to okay, now that sort of makes sense. That it, it probably it's because it took me so long to read it. So anyway. I don't know. But Do you think if you'd read it on your own, you would have been as frustrated? Like, if you'd been able to take your own time with it? I think I would have liked it more. Because I would have been not rushing to get through it. Plus, I've seen it. I, I saw the Prime series first. And I loved it. I okay. thought it was great. And all those little tidbits and stuff like that play out, I think, pretty funny in the actual show. But then, like, I don't know. I was going back and I was like, I don't care about war. And like like for her perspective and stuff like that, I'm like I just I just want to move on. Sometimes it's hard to watch the se- like watch the movie or the series and then go back and read the book because it takes you a lot less time. See, normally I do the book uh, this the, the the TV version first because then I like it more. Because if I had read this book and then I saw it on TV, I don't know how I would have felt mm. about it. Um, I might because I might be looking for that little tiny detail that you know. Right. right. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I. I think it's because I, I had a little bit of a, a time, even though I, we had the book for like two months and I, I delayed this already. I still read it in like two or three days because I don't know how you sit down and read a book in 24 hours. I can't retain anything if I do that. 
it, it, it's just the only way I can get through a book nowadays. So <laughs> my life's kind of one of those. It's like Sundays are reading days because mm-hmm. it's the only day I can guarantee that I don't have to come to work. Yeah. So anyway, so but, it's not my ideal, but it's it's life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyway, I actually I like the book. I like the I liked all the little funny little details. Okay, so like another example would be like I really got bored after a zero fail had like dis corpulated like kind of like become mm-hmm. like i don't know how to what it did disembodied yeah, yeah. Cor- oh, there we go discorpulated <laughs> <laughs> i made up a word <laughs> anyway um, full bore <laughs> and he would like peep Sorry. through like the um full bore oh that's funny <laughs> like, that's got my funny. dad jokes are on point today and i was like <laughs> i missed it kidding what was i saying <laughs> i'm sorry you got bored after a zero oh, fail oh okay so like no, no, he disappeared or whatever and then he was like popping through the different people and talking like the the, the religious guy mm-hmm. oh man i was like let, i really just was so frustrated by that i was like keep going keep going keep going but then it set up a really lovely joke for them to be uh the madam tracy seance and then aziraphale comes through that way <laughs> And it was so funny. And then having uh, Aziraphale on the little scooter inside Madam Tracy with Shadwell on the back. And then he's like, they're just, I don't know, they're just lovely bickering, funny moments. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, it was a love hate. Yeah. <laughs> Which works well with the book of yeah. Good and Evil. Yeah. Together. I don't know. It's a theme, it's metaphorical. Okay, are we ready for the qu- first question? Oh, or? yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, we should probably okay. answer the questions. We're so bad about that. <laughs> okay, have you read other works? Wo- wo- <laughs> have you read other works by Neil Gaiman or Terry Pratchett? Which ones can you identify their unique voices in this text? So, like I said, I tried the first Discworld novel. Mm-hmm. I got about 100 pages in. So I could kind of tell, when it, when I got to the point where there are parts where I didn't understand as well, I felt like those were the Terry Pratchett parts. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I've never read anything by Neil Gaiman, so... I no, I don't think I've read anything by Neil Gaiman, but I watched um, Coraline. Mm-hmm. Isn't that one of his yes. books? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I did like Coraline. It was a good show. That's one movie. One of his children's books. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it tracks for me, really. Sometimes a children's book is how you get through your Goodreads. So yeah. it's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. You gotta pop some well, of those he's in. A little bit like James Patterson in that he writes for all different he age does. groups. Yeah. He just doesn't churn out the books like yeah. James. Thank you. Has he even Neil. done anything in a while? Neil? I think he did Norse mythology. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that's been a while, hasn't it? It's been a hot minute. Well, he did something else. So, I yeah. think he's been working on good omens, honestly, because he does a lot of scripts now. Oh, gotcha. He's kinda like the like George R. R. Martin and some of those others that Yeah. Well, George R. R. Martin just doesn't want to finish the book now because everyone hated how it ended. But uh, <laughs> I'm convinced of that. But yeah, so that that does take a lot of work. Yeah. Um, to do that. So. Yeah. No, cool. but no, I haven't. I haven't. Have you? Have you? I have read. I read Neverwhere and the Color Neverwhere by Neil Gaiman and uh, The Color of Magic by Terry Pratchett in high school. So it's been a while. Oh, American Gods. I read American Gods by Neil Gaiman a few years ago. I did watch the the first season of the Star series. It was actually very good. Yeah. It was. Mm-hmm. And then the showrunners left, and I watched this like first two episodes of the second season. It was just you could tell like that because it was the guys who did um, Pushing Daisies, mm-hmm. oh, the I two showrunners, and so you had a lot of that humor, and you had really good guest stars like Kristen Chenoweth and Gillian Anderson, and then the second season was like the humor like went with it because they left right they left yeah so it's kind of like it was just like the bottom dropped out and then i just didn't care but i love ian mcshane so i was i was excited it was it was a good i never read the book but this, the first season was really excellent so 
So, uh, so like in comparison to like the collaboration between, say, Patterson and Barker, do you think Ooh. Gaiman and Pratchett did better? Oh, that's just not fair. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so I, because I'm not as familiar with them, I could not tell who was writing what in this particular book. Like it flowed, it worked well. I think it was fine. Whereas uh, Patterson and Barker, you could almost tell which chapters and which input and collaboration, the style. Yeah. And they didn't they they didn't mesh, like yeah, in in those books they never meshed. Well, what was the how did you call it? round robin? Yeah, round robin. Where it was like they write a chapter they, because they could they never knew what, how the ending was going to be, so they just kept building on each other. Yeah, yeah. Um, like choose your own adventure mm-hmm. along the way kind of thing. Um, this one you're right. I mean, like I said, I, I've never read Neil Gaiman. I did read some Terry Pratchett a little bit, but I'm sure the people who are really big fans because they have they have huge fandoms. These yeah. two, yeah. Um, can tell the difference, but it, everything like that was never the issue. It definitely flowed. Mm-hmm. Um, it tried not to flow. You know, it purposely would have those little cut ins and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so that's probably my biggest problem. But in terms of the style, it it never felt like it skipped anything or something like that. So. Okay. All right. So what did y'all think of like the main idea, the theme of the book? Did it come across clearly to you? Why or why not? What was the main idea, theme of the book? <laughs> I would say humanity is both good and evil. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the quote. And life I, is absurd. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's what I got yeah. from it is yeah. that the world is absurd. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I think I think they, they nailed it. I think the ending was what it needed to be. You know, it it, it, it could have – it worked. It worked. Um, the ending that – don't give me that. <laughs> I read the last, like, 20 pages. I, <laughs> I skipped some in the middle, but I read the last 20 pages. So. That's funny. I got home last night. I was like, I have a hundred pages to leave. It's okay. It's okay. I finished it this morning. There you go. Yeah. I I was going to. I was like, oh, I'm totally going to. And that did not happen. I actually had to go back and re listen to parts of it because I was like, I don't remember. I know. I know. We're we're sad this podcast. Sorry. Sorry, viewers, listeners. It's been. We've been. Also, thank you for. uh, I was just trying to make sure we were on the same page about the theme. You asked the question, and I was like, oh. I immediately was in like sixth grade and was like, I don't know if I'm going to know the right answer to this I question. I mean, honestly, with fiction, it's what you take from it. So, so yeah. it doesn't really matter. This is not an English class. You can make the theme whatever you want it to be. I don't care. Thank you. So, um, I think they did well. The, the only direct, really, quote that I took from the book, I took a picture of. Well, I Googled Same. it. <laughs> Uh, no, a picture candle. My one that I took a picture of, though, has nothing to do with the theme. It just had a reference that I liked. So. Yeah, that's, that's funny. I actually had a other one that another like direct quote that I was going to do, but then it ended up being like a page and a half because it was a conversation. I was like, well, I'll just reference that. Okay, so and then I need to go to my pictures. Sorry, <laughs> someone else talk. Um, theme. Why don't you? You have your quote, right? Oh yeah, but it's just okay. So. We're going to do quotes anyway. Okay, okay. So this was my quote that I loved. Um, The message had come during the Golden Girls, one of Crowley's favorite television programs. (laughs) Rose had taken 10 minutes to deliver what could have been quite a brief communication. By the time non-infernal service was restored, Crowley had quite lost the thread of the plot. (laughs) 
love it. And it made me happy because it made me think of Betty White. So and Rose and her ridiculous yeah. St. Olaf stories. And I so thought I was, of you when I read it. Like, I know. I was like, this. I gotta take a picture of that. <laughs> so that was my favorite. Again, it was just absurd, but I I, I liked Crowley and so then he likes the Golden Girls. So I, I think that's awesome. So Yeah. I don't know what that says about me that my like the demon. But uh, I actually like the demon too. But this is the quote that I picked that hit the nail on the head for the theme. Mm-hmm. It was it may help to understand human affairs to be clear that most of the great triumphs and tragedies of history are caused not by people being fundamentally good or fundamentally bad, but by people being fundamentally people. Yeah. Oh, I like that. That's, yeah. yeah. And I was like, well, that's just like a nice little sweet button. I did like too how um, some of the theme that went through of like what people consider the end times or the things that are killing us. And it's like the people who, the guy who created the fast food, uh-huh. you know, and yeah, it's like, yeah. yeah. So there's all those themes of like the things that are killing us are like our modern society. And yeah. so it wasn't necessarily the, the pro- I think what you said was the prominent theme, but that you kept coming through, like some of the things that had been created to by demons to destroy mankind or like, you know, like, Stuff that we use every day and eat that we're not supposed to eat. Like the things that Crowley took credit for, but was actually. Oh, that was like my favorite when they both would be like, oh, you know, uh, we're going to take credit for this. And the other, like both of them are taking credit for the same thing with their bosses, but neither of them had anything to do with it. (laughs) Yes, yes. Uh, I thought that was a beautiful. And that is human nature. People do that in the workplace. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah, that that one just, it was like, okay, so, so. Like, there's this whole running uh, theme, and I think it was Elder Generous, but it was like a stand-up special. She was talking about, like, the last miracle was the toilet that flushed on its own. So it's like that kind of theme of, like, the last thing the demon created was, like, the fast food, you know, Whopper or the McDonald's burger or whatever, so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So we can just, so we agree that the theme came through pretty clearly. Yeah. Good job, boys. Good job. <laughs> so, other than quotes. so, outside of that quote, did you have a favorite um, aspect or quote of the book that you really liked? I or just took the one? Okay. It's okay. No, I got one. I got more. I got more. Yeah, and I have a few as well. Oh, good. Thank God. Yeah. Okay. So the scene that I thought that was just so funny, as much as I didn't like following the four horsemen story, when they had. Um, unintentionally recruited the four secondary yeah. horsemen and they're trying to come up with what their thing is yeah. and they're like changing their names so they're no longer scuzz they're like really abuse to animals yeah cruelty to like, animals yeah. or um the one that got me like something about two cool people like oh, yeah, really yeah. cool people like that, oh yeah, they're just the worst <laughs> oh my gosh i thought i was cackling i thought that was so funny again that connection back to like those little things and like they did a good job of, of mm-hmm. connecting that back to like and then later world. when the like four secondary horsemen you know died under a big pile of raining fish or whatever <laughs> like he was saying that his name was actually like he changed it again and I just thought that was so funny it was just the callbacks were really nice the callback, yeah. yeah okay do you have another one I do actually so I'm sorry <laughs> you're good. Um, I love it uh, I really liked that they made the reference to um, uh, not reference, but like I, they made the the nuns, the satanic nuns of the Chattering Order, and then <laughs> oh, they made them all like that. Sister Mary Loquacious, the sister that stayed in yes. the place, and she Sister Mary Hodge later. I don't know if she was a different name prior, but anyway, so uh, Sister Mary Hodge, and she like revamped the. It's not a monastery. What do you call where nun where nuns live? Like an, um, all I can think convent? right now is. Yeah. Oh, Convent. Yeah. Thank you. Because all I could think was get thee to a nunnery. And I was like, that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, 
she changed it into like a, a workshop <laughs> development <laughs> development <laughs> retreat. Yeah. And I was like, boy, I like her. <laughs> I like her a lot. <laughs> She 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 she's living Kendall's dream life. <laughs> I know, minus the real bullets, but yes, right. It's just yeah. essentially one giant staff development day. Oh and God, it's paid for it. Yeah, I know. See, and to me, I thought that was just the de- inner demon in her taking it out on humans. See, maybe that's I'm why making... I like Crowley. I'm secretly a demon. <laughs> oh my gosh, Crowley. Crowley? I always read it as Crowley, like when I read the yeah. book. But then the series came out, and he says Crowley. Oh, I've so been, okay. I'm gonna stick with Crowley. Me too. Remember. Okay, so I think because we're Americans, we say Crowley. Mm-hmm. But uh, in listening to the um, audiobook a little bit, he would say Crowley, and so I'll go. I'll, 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 I say we're Crowley. Also Southern. Crowley. Crowley. <laughs> Crowley. <laughs> Anyway, I think that was, I might have more later. I can't remember. Okay. Go ahead. So I don't, so this one, I don't know why this one, I found this one so funny, but it's like towards the end. Um, Aziraphale patted Crowley on the back. We seem to have survived, he said. Just imagine how terrible it might have been if we hadn't, if we'd been at all competent. (laughs) I saw (laughs) I also thought that one was really funny. funny. (laughs) Um, And then there's this one at the beginning with the, um, International, these are all just funny lines I like. Uh, the International Express, that's what it was, driver, and he's talking about like the by the side of a lake, and he's talking about how he and his wife would come down there to spoon and on uh-huh. one memorable and occasion forking. to fork. <laughs> yes, okay, yes, that one was funny, yes. <laughs> I also laughed at that one. It was a humorous book. That's so that's that's what kept me in it was that you'd have those little lines, and I go, Haha. like, I would actually laugh at those. It just, mm-hmm. it just, yeah. So that you're right. That they did a very good job with that, was, and some of the lines were really cleverly mm-hmm. humorous. Yeah. It wasn't yeah, just yeah. like, you know. I love how they like kind of made these two essential angels really human. Like, there's a moment where Crowley can't remember the saying "water off a duck's back," and then a hundred pages later, <laughs> he was talking like he makes a reference to "water off a duck's back," and I was yeah. like, yeah, that's clever. That's it. It's just funny. All right. Um, did you have a favorite character? Of of everyone, I probably went with Crowley. And I don't know why. But I, there is something about a bad character with a little bit of good yeah. that I just prefer to a good character with a little bit of bad. Like You prefer John Travolta in Greece to, you know, Sandy, Sandy. in Greece. Yeah. Well, there's something very pious and uppity. But then I'm like, well, maybe that's just my perspective. Because, you know, at the end of the book, there's that lovely moment between the angels. And it's like, oh, you know, there's just enough good in you to be da-da-da-da. And then there's just enough of a bastard in you to be. Yeah, yeah. There's just that moment. But, yeah, I think, I don't know. I like the bad boys with a heart. (laughs) (laughs) I just, he was just funny. I just that's why I liked him. He was he was always humorous. He was always and his parts to me made a lot more sense. And somebody, like everything ended up making sense at the end, but his made more sense along the way. I know how that sounds, but so mm-hmm. when I was reading his parts, I was a little more engaged because it wasn't so off the wall, mm-hmm. and I knew where the kind of the thread was going a little bit better. Maybe it's Neil Gaiman who wrote that one. Maybe and, maybe yeah. and then Terry Pratchett. Maybe I don't know, but but that one had a little more linear to me, which I, I enjoyed. So you love Michael Sheen, and he's a zero fail. So maybe that'll balance it out when you maybe watch so, yeah. the show. Yeah, I was telling her though, I was like, because I was thinking about this, like with everything everywhere all at once that we all loved, and that was crazy and chaotic. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm, I'm more of a visual person, 
like in terms of I'm a, I'm a visual learner. Like if someone writes it out, like on it. Well, when I was in school, an overhead projector. Um, but uh, <laughs> I could learn it better. <laughs> I know I could learn it better than just someone like talking about it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like this is one of those that all the chaos and the crazy works better for me in a visual format than trying to process it in a more written I, format. So I think it'll work better for you because the comedic timing is yes. more apparent. Where it, as in the book, you can put the book down and come back. And 20 minutes later, or 20 minutes later, geez louise, you can put the book down and two days later come back and it's not going to have the same timing. Whereas when you're watching it in a one hour snippet, right. they cater to that one hour. And know? I love a com- I mean, I'm a huge comedy buff. So like that. Yeah, I feel like that's so. So I'm gonna, definitely going to watch the series. Um, but yeah, so Crowley, Crowley was my favorite just because to me, he was the easiest to keep up with. Yeah. So I liked Adam. The kid. Oh yeah, he was so much of a child mm-hmm. and so funny. So and his and interactions with his friends and his dad. But I preferred the Antichrist in Lucy. Lucy, I in preferred House Lucy in House yeah. of Cerulean mm-hmm. Sea. Like I liked Adam, but the whole time I kept waiting. I wanted him to be Lucy because that was my favorite <laughs> oh, character in that funny. book, and I loved that was my favorite book last year. I loved it. Um, and my sister sent me another one of his T.J. Clune ha- something. Under the Whispering Door. Yes, yes. And so I, I have that one out to try to read because I really, I, I was like, oh, if it's very, it even has like a similar cover. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I liked Adam, but he didn't have quite the, the zing <laughs> as, uh, as Lucy did. So, But I think that, so I agree. I mean, as far as like fun Antichrist. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. He was what he needed to be for oh, the yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. And I was reading it and I was like, to me, he seems like a real little kid. And in, in so many ways, he seemed younger than 11 because he'll say and do things and process what my six year old's doing, like the way he's kind of coming Remember across. Remember the world but they lived, also... that little village they lived in, like time stood still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe that's why he didn't. He wasn't as grown up. He really idealized his like childhood and what was happening right then, but then he really, I don't know, he didn't have the influences. And I think that was part of you know you're talking about themes, mm-hmm. you know the idea that you know if you just let things alone and stop trying to like influence one way or the other, just let things be mm-hmm. then maybe just maybe you know something will be created that's better yeah i don't know he was a good balance of both like yeah. good and evil i like I, like most kids. he was a little bit naughty but, yeah uh, uh he when it came right down to it like he was he was ready to get rid of the johnson johnsonites johnsonites oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the greasy johnsonites thank goodness greasy turned out to be the kid i know gosh that was having me like <laughs> all in sorts <laughs> and you only find out in the footnotes that's why i told you to read the footnotes yeah the foot this is another one we've now had several <laughs> this year where the footnotes Man, are key footnotes. <laughs> yeah. you can't skip them no skip uh, the footnotes side note i appreciated that the footnotes made it feel like this was um like we were reading our own Agnes Nutter's like prophecies, yeah. like yeah, it, it yeah. felt historic, a yeah. historical read as yeah. opposed to like just like a fun book. And then they even had the thing. Anyway, I forgot what I was saying before. I that. did like um, the the Agnes's. Uh, I'm bad with names, but the nice the, and accurate prophecies. Yeah, no, the the, the witch. Yeah, anathema device. device. Yeah, yeah. and then the newt, and they're kind of like weird, that. like as they get. I did like that little offshoot. That was yeah. interesting to me. They were kind of funny. So. Yeah, I think it was funny that they were using her as a device. Right, <laughs> <was> right. <laughs> but at the end, she kind of broke away. Got a chance to break away from that by burning yeah. the yeah. the new yeah. one. Yeah, new book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're just like. <sighs> Are you okay? I'm still trying to 
figure out if I finished my train of thought. You were talking before. about Adam and I how was. his. Oh crap! See, I know. <laughs> he was just. We're just so old you were talking about Adam and he wanted to fight the Johnsonites. So he had, like, oh yeah, he had, he wanted to like eliminate him, but then he was willing to listen to Pepper. Yeah, when she was like. No, we really kind of need them because they make things more interesting and fun. And so it it was nice to see the little microcosm of all the problems happening with the kids and how Adam just kind of f- figured things out for himself. And then he applied that to his real big world situation when it was like, you know, yeah. the angel, you know, heaven yeah, yeah, yeah. versus hell kind of. Anyway, so that was a nice little, that was a nice little uh yeah. I was like when they, they first started Analogy. talking about dividing up the earth. I'm like, I got Russia. Russia sucks. Like that was so. It was so. It's like you're talking about. It's like because it seemed like pretend, right? Like uh-huh. kids would be like, okay, so you're gonna be the king of this place. You're gonna be like kids are. But then it's like, oh, this could actually happen. Like they yeah. don't realize it. But like, oh, I don't want to be ever that one. Oh, that was that was humorous to me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or the though the other another scene I liked when they were um they were doing torturing the little sister. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. And they were like. <laughs> Got a dunker. <laughs> yeah. And then all the other kids wanted to be, like, didn't the other kids want to yeah. be dunked? It's like, this is not the point of this. They're yeah. the British Inquisition. The, the, British Inquisition. the Spanish to British Inquisition. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was so funny. Ole. Ole. <laughs> <laughs> they kept trying to find Spanish stuff in their house. Like they were gonna... But then Wensleydale kept inserting the Latin because he was trying to make things more proper. Like, the dynamic of that friend group was really lovely. It was fun. It was, fun. It was really lovely. Yeah. And normally I don't. It's just, like, I hate. Like, I forever would not watch Stranger Things because I hated, like, shows kids. that had kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then I watched them. I'm like, oh, this is really good. First of all, there's a lot of adults, too. And, and yeah. it's a very well-written series, and you have to get past it. So when they we get to – when those scenes started with the friends here, it's like, ugh. But they ended up being great. They were actually mm-hmm. – they were fun. So. All right. So next question. Speaking of relationships between characters, what did you think of the relationship between Aziraphale and Crowley? It was beautiful. They were great foils to each other. Okay. They are the perfect, like, you know, opposites attract friends. Mm-hmm. I think that, that that's why it worked. Because it is kind of the, they should really hate each other. Mm-hmm. You know, those storylines of, oh, you should be, you know, you should you should be enemies, but you end up being friends. I mean, it's kind of, that's kind of like a an old school yeah. theme. Um, but I thought they didn't, by adding all the humor and by making them demons and angels, like, that's like the most pure opposite you can get mm-hmm. kind of thing. But then they made a point that all demons at one point were angels. You know, so like, yeah. they... It, it they took an old theme of opposites attract and opposites can be friends and you know the and and they made it work really well so yeah they're very well written characters I will say yeah they're basically different but the same yeah I liked it and that was apparent in all like everything like they really put those op- opposing points of views in multiple facets of the book yeah they layered it in really nicely yeah. Like they, yeah, you know, talking about the microcosm mm-hmm. thing, they kind of expanded it out to include and bring it back. I used the term microcosm in every history paper I ever wrote. <laughs> That's funny. This event was a microcosm of the greater economic, political, and social struggle of the 1840s. You know, like that. Yeah, microcosm. Additionally, additionally <laughs> furthermore, <laughs> I like a transition. Hateful. Transitions are so important, and they're the hardest things in real life. Yeah, but then it's like you use furthermore twelve times in this paragraph. I'm like, okay. So then she's like, and you, then you switched them all to additionally. <laughs> oh my gosh! You know what my thing that I would do all the time is I would always use the semicolon and then the um, what's the word you just used? The microcosm? No, 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 not a transition. The conjunct. 
the, is it a conjunction? The, the ands, buts? Yeah, conjunction. A conjunction. So I would do full sentence, semicolon, conjunction, hence, <laughs> comma, <Theater major>. second <laughs> sentence. I did those uh, I am all the, master, the time. I am the master of like the like four page sentence. <laughs> It's always grammatically correct. <laughs> I'm one of those people that's like, it's got to flow. Yeah. And so when like, I had a professor that was like, that's too long of a sentence. I'm like, did you read it out loud? She's like, it's, no. I'm like, if you had read it out loud, it would have sound perfect. No, it's important because you have to link the two sentences. Like, yes. you have to show that you know, that they know, <laughs> that we know, that it's two sentences that relate to each other it, it, it adds a punch so semicolon <laughs> semicolons furthermore and additionally conjunction function and or but okay conjunction we, junction function what's, what's your, your function, function? alright let's move on to the last question <laughs> no we are mirroring what's happening in the book we are a microcosm of the chaos of the, chaos of of the, the rapture <laughs> Also, we, we both are tired and probably have undiagnosed ADD. Anywho. I've actually wondered that a bit of myself, <laughs> like, internally, but I don't think I do. But there's something there. Oh, yeah. There's something there. You uh, think from, there's something there just from not about for me. Oh. Yeah. I, the face you gave me when I was like, I don't think I actually do have it. No, no, I'm talking about, like, sort of, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> I love you, Mom. <laughs> what okay. is your next question, Angelique? What did you think of the ending? Henceforth. Um, <laughs> I had to read it twice because I think I missed it the first time. Mm-hmm. Because it was, you know, the uh, Metatron. I was there with Metatron. Metatron? Metatron. But not Mega. <laughs> not Megatron. I appreciated that joke. <laughs> so there was Metatron and then there was Beelzebub. And I just, it took me watching that show to realize that Beelzebub was not actually the devil but like a dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a a, in the hierarchy of the, anyway. So they were there being all opposite of each other and then they got basically confused and went away and that was funny <laughs> and that was the big thing i think the whole point like the climax was really anticlimactic yeah because the next point it's like and adam moved his hand and there was a blur and then they just moved on and the devil was no longer coming but yeah. i missed it and so i went back and had to listen for him to move his hand because i was like i got i was like i got what? to i got I got to Sunday and I was like, wait, wasn't the devil coming? (laughs) He made you forget. Yes. He made all his friends forget. That's exactly what I was going to say. I felt like the characters, like I remembered everything happening, (laughs) but I couldn't remember exactly what happened. And you know, this book is a prequel to The Devil Went Down Georgia. (laughs) Because after he got confused, he went and took his fiddle and went down. Anyway, I'll stop. Mm Mm-hmm. He was looking for a soul to steal. He's uh, way behind, but he was able to make a deal. Okay, you said that, and my uh, brain went to the 1996 Olympics with Dominique Mociano, where she won gold <laughs> at age 13 for doing Charlie a Daniels. <laughs> floor routine to The Devil Went Down in Georgia by Charlie Daniels. Maybe okay. I do have a touch. <laughs> Just a touch. <laughs> What's the next question? <laughs> that was the last one. Oh, Is gosh. there anything else we would like to talk about about this book? Wait, no. I, I was the only one that answered. What did you think about the ending? Well, the 20 pages that I read. No, no. It was it was definitely good. I, 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 again, I don't know. I feel like it was a very long book. 
So by the time we get to the ending, yeah, there's a little anticlimactic, which is okay, because it's supposed to be like this the whole point, like yeah. the chaos. Yeah, okay. But yeah, I, I was so tired <laughs> by the time I got to the end. I <laughs> it was, was like, like a okay. relief. It was like a release, yeah, that was over. When you, you asked at one point, like, if you had, like, if you were just reading this on your, your own, when I was like, I would have never finished the book. Oh, it's just wouldn't have been fair I, enough. Yeah, the the series has yeah. been on, high on my list to watch. I'm just behind on everything, but it's been high on my list to watch because I love all the people and it looks great and the visuals look fantastic. Mm-hmm. And Amazon in general like produces really good shows. Like I'm really excited about the last season of Maisel and like they have good stuff. And so I just yeah, I probably would have gotten like 50 pages in and been like, I don't, I don't, I, I can't, I don't have the energy to finish this. So that's just kind of my not because it's not well written. But just because my brain... It, it, it takes brain power to follow all the jokes and to catch everything. You can't just speed read it. And I am in a... Right now, we're so busy with... And it's, it's a good busy. This is our biggest time of year with book sale. We have summer reading, Comic-Con coming Comic-Con. up. It's going to be so exciting. But someone told me this. I think it was Kelly, our teen librarian. Someone give her a shout out. What, Because I was joking about it. I was like, I've, I've just watched like... I watched like 26 episodes of Living Single in one day. You know, Uh she's like, you know why people love nostalgia? And they said, because when you're tired and you're stressed, you don't want to watch or read something new or something that's complicated or something that's because you don't know what's going to happen. And that Mm -hmm. causes anxiety. Mm -hmm. People love things that they've seen and read a hundred times because you know what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to process it. You know, if there's an episode you don't like, you skip it, you know, or you fast forward to that scene that makes you uncomfortable because you know what's coming. And so that's the problem with this is that I'm not in the head. This is one I need to read like when I'm on Christmas break and I read like five, six books, go back and read this or go back and watch the series and get it you know mm-hmm. you have to be in the mood to read this you book. have to be in the mood so like our book club book is called the I think it's called The Last Stop um, it's like a British one and they're on a, apparently it's very light kind of romantic I'm like I think this one will be perfect palate cleanser because it doesn't feel like it's going to be like heavy that's good like our Christmas book was like not you know like that mm-hmm. kind of light fun it, it works it's not going to be a sniper on the roof <laughs> <laughs> nothing death destruction <laughs> sniper bullet <laughs> <laughs> Joke. But then it gets good. <laughs> that book was actually, I actually finished that one because it got good in the end. Yeah. yeah, that really was. That was like the entire, it's like World War II <laughs> and yeah. novel form. So you have to be in this, you have to be in the space to allow things. You have to be like already kind of And this relaxed. one is, it's so layered and there's so many jokes and they all connect back to each other. And there's so many little, I was telling her, what's the guy, Shadwell? Mm-hmm. Every time he spoke, I was like, I don't even want to try to read this. I have no idea what he's saying. <laughs> it was really helpful <laughs> listening to that would have been the useful. book at yeah. that point. You can go on Hoopla. You can bounce between the two. And I did, I did a lot of the ebook on Hoopla. I didn't do the audiobook because I felt like I would get lost or like get off. Uh, um, yeah. I, I spent a lot of time trying to like figure out where 87% was in the book <laughs> versus the. Uh, right. But I, yeah, I just I just got to the point. I was like, I don't I don't know if it's important. I'm sure it'll it'll the context clues will get me to it because it was just mm-hmm. it just that was one where I was like, I know that he's supposed to be like Cockney and you know, and I I have said I won't. You know, they have like British GPS. I want a Cockney GPS. You'll apparently oh, bloody get lost. Ten left. You know, like what? You'll apparently get lost. Oh yeah, see exactly. <laughs> but it'd be funny. Is the point? But yeah, so that that's my. This is one where you need to be in the headspace to be able to pay attention to it, which is a testament to how well it's written, yeah. even if it wasn't my thing. Um, but yeah, I definitely, I'm definitely going to try the series because I definitely think, feel like this is one that I will absorb visually. If Everything Everywhere All at Once was written as a book and they were trying to explain all the I worlds and stuff, head my head would explode. Yeah, But in an hour and a half. Can you imagine the hot dog fingers? I think I would just close the book and put <laughs> right. it down like, what? Right. Yeah, exactly. But in like two hours... 
it all makes sense at the end. You know, yeah. like so it, it's so I'm 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 looking forward um to putting this one towards the top of my list and and watching it. Um How about you, Ace? What did you think about it? It wasn't the best part of the book. I mean it kinda it did kinda like peter out. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, okay, that happened. <laughs> but it doesn't like ruin the book in any way for me. So Mm-mm. I liked it well enough. I also yeah. could not think of a better ending. And I just yeah, yeah I just kinda like that. So they're preparing for Satan to rise up out of the earth, and then suddenly he's not, and then Adam's dad is there, and then the kids are running. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they didn't yeah. run from Satan, but they ran from Adam's dad. That's funny. Yeah. Visually, yeah. that I can't remember how it looked in the um, series. Series, because mm-hmm. I also feel like there was more in the series that wasn't in the book. Yeah, there they added a little scenes. bit, especially between Aziraphale and Crowley. Yeah. Well, I'll be honest with you. I wish there were more between the two of them yeah. in the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a point where I'm reading, I'm like, it's been like 60 pages since I've seen them. Mm-hmm. And I missed them because I liked their character. And we talked about how wonderful their relationship was. Yeah. So I could see why, especially when you paid all that money for Michael Sheen and, and uh, David, David Tennant, Tennant, you're probably like, we got to have more scenes with them together. So yeah, I, that, yeah. Okay, so that's cool. That's good to know. Yeah. But it was really, anyway, there was a nice moment where it's like, oh, the devil's coming. Here comes his dad. And then his earth dad yeah. came through and they were like, <laughs> <laughs> like they're more scared of being uh-huh. in trouble with yeah. their parents well, than and with you know being even destroyed. the angels were like when the the devil was coming they're spreading their wings they're picking up a sword things are happening the dad comes and they're like whoop we gotta go. <laughs> Here's somebody that details his car every weekend. Let's, let's, let's sit back a minute. Let's sit back. <laughs> All right. Is there anything else about the book you want to talk about or anything that you want to bring up? I, I had the one the one picture. So the one but Kendall picture. probably has some good ones. Well, I don't know if that's that. You always do that. I have I have things. <laughs> okay, we'll find We'll go together since we're. The forward is written as if the character is the author. I have a love-hate relationship with that. I feel dumb if I am not sure right away if it's actually the author or a character. <laughs> so that's a personal thing you got to work through. I know. But also, <laughs> I mean, it, was it really necessary? Like when they were talking about like uh, the book and like what was the point of it? I don't understand. You know, where they're talking in the beginning about them like being on the radio and Girl, stuff that like, like that. Oh, wait. Oh, never mind. Never mind. Like Why? I don't know. Okay. I like the font of the book, just the typeset. <laughs> um, there's a lot of setup for a joke. You got to pay attention. Can't fast read. Um, dum, 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 dum. I enjoy the details in the stories I like. I loathe the extra details in the stories I don't. Four and a half stars. I guess that's what I... <laughs> that's a good point, though. If you If you aren't feeling... That particular storyline, mm-hmm. it is like, okay, how many pages is this? Like, where's the next break? And I, I do get that. But then again, it's not very long. It'll go to something That's else. True. That's true. Um, I love the moment where Crowley is talking down to his plane. <laughs> oh, And yes. he's like. <laughs> and he, like, takes them out, like, and, like, he's dumps just, in and brings like, back oh, the Like, oh, you're not plot. beautiful enough? <laughs> okay. We're just going to take you, return with an empty pot, and the other plants are sitting in fear. <laughs> Like and then, the most beautiful plants in the world because they're afraid not to be. Uh-huh. And but then later when he gets like admonished over the that's the second time this podcast I've used the word admonish. When he's getting like um rebuked. There we go. There you go. <laughs> SAT word. When he's getting rebuked in his car or whatever about like losing the Antichrist, he was like compared himself. He was like, I feel like a wilted plant, you know? Um, I thought that was funny. Um yeah, that was good. Again, that's why I like Crowley. Like, it was funny. Whereas the other guy's just, like, sitting in his bookshop, being weird. Oh. 
Yeah. And I have a least favorite scene. <gasps> What's your least favorite scene? Uh, it's just because it's gross. I didn't like when Haster came out of the phone as a maggot and then, like, completely took over the call center and, like, they grew. Oh, like, yeah. That was really gross. Oh, yeah. Maggotness. I could yeah. tell that's a part you skipped. <laughs> it's gross. Be glad you skipped it. She survived in the end because apparently Adam unmade things or something and gotcha. set the world right. Girl, just so call me out like for everybody. I was just going along with it like, oh, yes, terrible. I'm sorry. You're just like, you didn't even read that. You yeah, can edit up. that part No, out. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, that it's was, really that was getting not towards cool. the end. It was no, really not no, cool It was funny. It was funny. Don't worry about it. No, that was the, those, there, there are some blurry parts. Of, of if you the... were to ask me details, do you remember when we read um, uh, the Murderbot? What was the first book in Murderbot? All Systems Red. All Systems oh, yeah, Red. Yeah, yeah. And I had just finished the second one, and Angelique's asking me details about the first one. So she's like, what's your favorite scene? I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> 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 There's a scene in the book that I thought was funny. And then, like, I was like, oh, my God. I feel like I just cannot. At least you read both of them all the way through. <laughs> but I couldn't recall any of the details. Yeah, that's true, that's true. So, I mean, if you were to ask me some specifics about this book, I'm sure I'd do the same. But just the look you were giving me about the maggots, and I'm like, you didn't. <laughs> It's okay. I got the, the, the last like 100 pages, I got the broad brush strokes, okay? The and then the last like 25 pages, I got all of That's it. That's fine. I mean, it's, it's all part of reading the book and being a, um, a reader. Not being able to like focus on a book is part of reading the book, I feel. Like, yeah. if, you can't, if you can't finish a book, that's part of the experience. Like, there's something about the book that makes you not want to finish it. Yeah. I think that's as, va- as valid a reading choice as any. I, you know, I agree. And I don't... I don't I don't want to shame you because you know when I was running book club I'd be like I don't care if you finish the book show up. Yeah. But uh, she probably doesn't listen to this podcast. But one of my favorite people in this life is Judy Ward. Oh, Judy Ward. Um, if you are listening, Miss Judy, we absolutely adore you, but she is famous so for not finishing the book and she'll like have the book open like at like page 250 out of 300 and she'll go, "Well, Andrew, so this is where I landed. <laughs> you know, this is where I stopped off. She there was one where so there's during like right after the pandemic, and so we were having like three or four people at book clubs, you know, mm-hmm. and and so we spent like the first thirty minutes explaining the rest of the book, <laughs> and then we had the discussion. I love it. <laughs> and then she's like, "Well, now I want to go back and read." See? I adore her. So, uh, yeah, and I, I will say, I finally admitted my book club. There was one. It was uh, I'm not going to say the name of it, but it was like historical fiction, mm-hmm. and it was just dreadful. And I, I, I did not. No, I don't hate historical fiction. I hate. I'm not the biggest fan of it. But like that, Kate Quinn went end up being really well written, and the whole ending storyline was really interesting, and kind of like a thriller. So I, I got through it. This one, I could not. I did not care. I did not get through it. None of them knew. And then like four months later, I was like, Yeah, I didn't finish that. <laughs> I love it. It's so relatable. It is. It is. Yeah. But no, no. I. I mean, I didn't. But there's. There are. There are some there pages at the end where I probably read it, but I was just like, I was just barreling through it. So yeah. I don't remember the maggots. So that's. Be glad it was a gross. It was gross. Story. Probably for the best. Yeah. I think that was a Neil Gaiman one because he kind of tends to write. G- noted. Yeah. Ugh. Gross. Yes. Okay. Um. Anything else? I mean that my list was finished. Okay. All right, so I guess we're done. Yay! Yay! Oh! 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 All right, but we're gonna get photosed. Yep. 
Now, to close out this episode of We're Booked Up, I'm going to promote the library app My Libro with my <coughs> My Libro with My Libro patrons can place hold, schedule curbside pickup, keep track of multiple accounts, and a whole lot more. My Libro is available in the Apple App Store and Google Play, and don't hesitate to contact the library with any questions. Um, all right, that's it for the, this episode of We're Booked Up. Good Omens is available both in the library and online in the Libby and Hoopla apps. Let us know what you think of the book and what you think of what we think of the book. Just leave a comment at the off-the-shelf blog at gastonlibrary.blogspot.com or at gastonspeaks.podbean.com. Next month will be the second annual Votist Awards. <gasps> I'm so excited. So now you need to go back and remind us of all the books that we read. Since yes. September. I will have to go back and um, figure out what we've read. We did that last year and was like, oh, yeah, we did read that one. Oh, I liked that one, but that was in, like, December, so I missed it. Are the categories the same? Yes. Yes, send the categories, too, because I want to, like, I want to think ahead. Yeah, Yeah. sure. Like, 20 minutes ahead. We'll be, I think we'll be be one or two books less than that. Books. (laughs) (laughs) Books. We will be one or two books less than last year. (laughs) What a world, what a world. <laughs> I don't know why I'm on a podcast speaking. <laughs> shouldn't, I just shouldn't do it. All right. Okay. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Thank guys. you, guys. Bye. Bye.